Hello and welcome to the Dear Sparrows podcast. I am Callie, your host. So we're kind of starting a new series uh, ongoing for the next uh, several weeks, which is Share Your Heart. So I am really excited to introduce you guys to our guest today. His name's Elijah. So a little bit about him. So he is um, a member of the Area 10 Youth, where I'm a leader. And uh, so I've known him, I know you like three years now? A little more than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've known you since you were like small. Now you're like two feet taller than me, but that's cool. Um, so he has been working really hard on kind of like notes and different stuff of different things going on in his head. So we were discussing one of the cool things, like as much as there's been so much, um, issue and hard things going on with this quarantine there's been kind of the blessing that we've all kind of been in our heads a little bit more than usual and so we've been able to think a lot more richly when it comes to things so for the next several weeks we're gonna have people on um just sharing their heart the things going on in their their heads and their hearts and what they're learning in their life so we're gonna showcase him today so uh elijah why don't you share a little bit about yourself your background um, kind of your world, and then share with us one of your favorite or weird childhood memories. So um, I'm 17 years old. Well, I actually just turned 17 years old. Um, I'm the youngest of four brothers, so I kind of have that dynamic. And, um, you know, I'm just someone who likes, I like to chill out, and I like to kind of work on myself by also kind of vibing with others. Um, and then my crazy story, when I was six years old, I did bite a pole and knock out my two front teeth. So those are fake, if you ever wanted to know, just for the future, you know? The only fake thing about you. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> cool. Well, so what, do you, what did you bring to the table today? What have you got for us to share your heart a little bit? So for me, definitely, I'm more looking, I'm looking at relationships with other people a lot. Um, and the quarantine's definitely affected that. Um, you know, not just looking at, you know, how I'm looking at people, but how they're looking at me and how they're going through everything. Um, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper, helper suitable for him. Sorry, I was a little tongue tied on that. But basically, it's what I'm saying is like, it's not good for you to be alone. And, you know, you kind of need someone with you. Um, and definitely like for me, like I had my birthday in quarantine and it, you know, it hurt for me at first and I definitely was, you know, wounded by it. But then I realized, you know, while I might not be hanging out with people like I want to, and you know, I really thought I would be or something. I get it because other people are worried about this and, you know, it's just, it's definitely that two way street to where, you know, where I'm feeling hurt that they're not, you know, talking to me all the time and doing this. They're also feeling hurt because they don't have other people hitting them up. So I'm definitely trying to keep keep a lot of expectations in with other people, you know, and just trying to keep them trying to keep them grounded. And like, you know, they're not hurting me as much as I think they are. You know what I mean? Totally. Def <laughs> so do you think so tell us a little bit about like how was your birthday? Like, what did you end up doing? <laughs> My birthday, I ended up ordering Outback Steakhouse because that's where I work. So I got the discount and um, just kind of having dinner with the family and kind of just, you know, it was basically a same, you know, same day. So usually your birthday, you know, it's, you know, you have a party, you get to have fun, 
but for me it was kind of just you know netflix and some schoolwork and um you know that definitely i got a lot of good texts and you know some people called me and my family was definitely there for me as much as they could be but it was definitely it was definitely hard to just you know be alone because usually you can surround yourself with all your friends and your family and you know celebrate that day because it's special to you you know totally no that makes sense and I'm so sorry that it wasn't as planned, but I'm glad that it was still able to be, to be good. So, um, so yeah, what, what else is on your heart? Keep sharing with us because this is, this is good stuff. <laughs> for, um, for me, it's just like a big question I've been struggling with. And, um, I've asked you a couple of times is why should I get up? Like, why should I get out of bed? You know, I don't have to do schoolwork. I don't have a job, all my hours are cut, like, I don't have a reason to get out of bed. Um, And I started, you know, thinking about it, you know, you know, I used to be staying up till 5am and waking up at 5pm. And then I just realized, really took a step back and just was like, how is this affecting me mentally? And how is this helping, you know, me? Because it really wasn't, it was just hurting me. Because you know, missing out on the day just makes you feel worse because you felt like you just, you know, missed out on the day. And definitely it's just like, I feel like I should get up for, you know, being with other people and, you know, interacting with other people who are up and, you know, getting as much done as I can, even though I am, you know, restricted to just being in my house, you know? Totally. So just a like for audience understanding because i i talk to you but they don't know you yet and i'm so glad that they get to know you and get to know your heart in this so um that schedule was kind of a result of the quarantine and then you kind of started to change it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right i just now, wanted to explain better, that a little yeah. bit out just <laughs> so nobody got confused um so uh yeah keep going um for me it's just like I just am trying to keep a positive attitude because it's so easy to look at this negatively. It's so easy to say I'm alone. I'm not with my friends. I don't have friends because no one's texting me. You know, I'm not doing anything. So I'm just, I should be sad. And that's just such an unhealthy view to have. So I've just been trying to, you know, I just, you've been really, I've been really able to see who my close friends are, you know, who are the people who are there for me in this moment and who will FaceTime me at, you know, 11 o'clock at night or seven in the morning, shout out to Callie and, you know, people I can talk to and just kind of be there for me and support me in this. And I can support them too. Cause you know, we're all struggling with this. We all don't like to be cooped up with our family, you know, and it's just, it's kind of really hard to do that when you are, you know, trapped in your house. Cause usually you can just go out and get ice cream or go out and be with some friends, you know? Totally. So for you, how have you been able to like, like I've talked about on the show before, um, kind of the idea of we, you know, typically like it's, if you don't know it, you can kind of figure it out easily, like um, what your love language is, right? And so Mm -hmm. how, what people can, you know, how you can receive love best and how you can give love and how that looks like. So for you, how have you um, been able to carry out or communicate to others how you feel seen or loved or important right now? Like what has been something that you've taken an action for that? And then what's something that you've poured out for other people? For me, definitely. Um, my like love language is like when I look at a relationship, like a friendship or dating someone or something, 
I look at that like I have value in that and I feel like it's a two-way street when that person hits me up and I hit them up you know when it's just one way it's just like if I'm always texting someone so they can talk with me but they're never texting me and you know initiating that conversation it's kind of just like you know it's it's just it's not really a friendship it's just one person trying to talk to another person Mm -hmm. but definitely for me it's just like I've been trying to work with people and I've been trying to build up those relationships as much as I can, you Mm -hmm. know, because you can look at this as an opportunity of usually, you know, if you want to FaceTime someone, it's, oh, it's a school night. I have a ton of work to do. But right now it's just like, you know, you can talk to people and really get to know them because everyone's stuck in their homes and nothing to do. So it's almost like they don't have plans that are keeping them busy, which kind of sounds weird, but you know, they don't have plans that are holding them down and you can really talk with people and connect with them. You know what I mean? Because usually everyone's so busy with their school and work and lives, you know? Totally. And I think this is a great opportunity to see like other aspects of life, maybe things that you wouldn't even talk about. Because I was, I don't know if you feel the same, Um, but I was saying to someone the other day, I was like, I feel like the only thing anyone's talking about right now is COVID. Um, And there's a time and place for that, but it's kind of nice when you can dig deeper than that and you can actually start to Mm -hmm. have like, you know, a really deep conversation because our lives before this, basically, Mm -hmm. if you were in school, you talk about school. If you were working, you talk about work and you'd maybe talk about the weather and that's about as deep as you get. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is a nice opportunity to kind of have some honest and real chats, like, you know, Mm -hmm. going deep, like what's something, you know that greatly changed your perspective in life what's in a memory or something like that so I think that's kind of a cool Mm -hmm. opportunity I'm glad you're like seizing that so yeah definitely it's you know and that you know I I totally agree because you know when I'm at work and when I was at work I would you know it's just kind of those quick conversations of I hate this I wish my shift was over I want to leave or you know I don't like this teacher and then you get straight to work but right now it's it's more than that. And I'm trying to keep, you know, COVID off my mind. Like I'm trying not to just talk about that with people. I'm trying to, you know, Hey, how are y'all doing? How are the dogs doing? You know, have you seen this new show? Oh my gosh. I love it. You know, it's just kind of like relating positive as positively as I can to the situation. You know what I mean? Totally. So, um, how do you feel like your perspective has shifted, um, in the way of when life goes back? I don't think, I don't think there's ever going to be, I, I don't know if you agree with this too. I don't think there's ever going to be normal to what we thought previously, but again, um, mm-hmm. but when the lights turn back on, on earth, um, how do you think you will live differently, uh, relationally and in your job and school and stuff? Definitely. I feel like I'm going to, you know, look at free time more of, um, as like a constructive space for myself because usually before it was you know sleep netflix but now it's kind of just like oh i can reach out to this person and you know i can talk to this person and um definitely with the you know kind of the world it's just it's crazy because right now there is no cure for it you know there is no end in sight sadly and um you know there are projections but nothing's definite um And that kind of just, it kind of changes our perspective of the world. Because I had my boss, my boss sat everyone down and talked to him. He said, when I was a teenager, 9-11 happened. That changed us forever. And I'm looking at it now and everyone's just like, oh, no school, we're having fun. Let's make some TikToks. But when you look in history, this is like, this is like a crazy thing for us. And 
you know, it's just like, I feel like a lot of stuff should change because you see like the environment's getting better and stuff like that. And I hope that people are going to use this positively to show that, hey, humans not being here actually helps. But it's just kind of like, I kind of felt really numb at first because I was like, wait, is this really happening? Because at first it was like, oh, it's China, you know, it doesn't affect me at all. But now it kind of just like, oh, you know, my next door neighbor's friend has COVID. Like, that's just kind of like a crazy thing. And it's like a once in a lifetime event that a lot of people are just not going to forget. You know, it's just something we're going to be telling our grandchildren. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. That's very true and very wise. And I'm glad that you're approaching in that way and not just looking at it what i was like coronacation is what everybody was calling it the first two weeks and then now it's like the quarantine (laughs) (laughs) it could be a movie definitely i could see this as a movie (laughs) i this is a rough movie (laughs) Uh, i want to switch over to a romantic comedy please (laughs) (laughs) i feel you with that i definitely feel you (laughs) so uh what do you have for us next um next i um next i feel like i'm gonna relate to a point that i had one of my friends made um while talking to them is um what does watching a certain show do to you because a lot of people um you know we're most of what we're doing is watching content whether it's netflix hulu disney plus and what does watching that like do to you like how does that make you act and how does that make you think you know what i mean and it's just like it's it for me it like it just changes my perspective on everything like if i'm watching orange is the new black i'm kind of like i'm looking at everything as like you know i kind of want to get out and i don't want to be here if i'm watching breaking bad i feel like i'm breaking rules all the time or if i'm watching tiger king i kind of feel like i'm a crazy eccentric person you know because it's just like it's just weird how like it relates to you and it affects you because usually when you're watching it you're just like oh i'm just watching this but then when I start thinking about life, I start thinking about life like if I was in that show and relating my whole life back to it. Um, it's just like something that I try to try to keep positive, definitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, um, so the like shows you mentioned and stuff, you're finding your pieces of your own identity or things that are, are latching you into it like in like an escapism way or a piece of your like you know the fiber of who you are is you're like noticing a piece of that within that show um i feel like it's a little bit of both for me because um if i watch a show like um the office i've watched that show since i was like 10 years old and that's something where if i watch it it can bring me back to you know my old house to where you know it was a sunny day and i was just chilling on the couch watching the office and it kind of just helps me you know just you know calm myself down and just think of happier times where if i'm watching a show like say tiger king it's just kind of like my focus like you can put a hundred percent on your focus on that show and you can just immerse yourself in that you know universe and in that situation and kind of just like form your own opinions and like what would i do if i was here Mm -hmm. so it's just a little bit of both and i feel like um it's definitely the show you watch and it's all person to person and I try try to just keep it positive and try to not watch stuff that brings back bad memories or, you know, watch a show that was on during something that was bad that was happening. Because I know people 
who, you know, when they were on 9-11, they know what show they were watching. And, you know, that show is always going to remind them of when that time happened. You know what I mean? That's, that is such a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. So I wonder if in like five years, someone will say Tiger King and people will start shuddering like, no, no. (laughs) Not the Corona. Not the Corona. No, that's, that's a really good point. I, that's well thought out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um one other thing i see is um it's it's kind of hard to see when you are looking at snapchat and instagram that when you do see your friends that are going out and that are hanging out with people and you're kind of just like I-, I love you but you're making me mad right now because i'm putting myself through all this stress and loneliness and i kind of feel like i'm doing it as a service to my community and the world and then you're just not taking it seriously and i'm kind of just like you know i don't want to get mad at them and i get that you know because most of my friends are just teenagers and you know they don't understand the gravity of this they don't understand that there is a curve and they're trying to flatten it and that they can't have the virus and not know it but for me, it's just like, I've been trying to stay inside. You know, I only I only leave if it's essential. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm trying to make that connection over phone. I don't really necessarily need to be in person with someone to make that connection because I understand that there are neighbors, family, you know, my dad, people who are at risk of this. And I don't want to hurt them with my negligence and just my arrogance. Yeah, it's just like something I'm trying to, trying to, keep myself centered on and keep my anger kind of down on because I don't want to judge anyone's life for what they're doing. You know, their choices are their choices. I have no control over it. That is a really mature outlook with that. And I I appreciate that. No, it is because I think um, I've even seen my friends who are not teenagers (laughs) who are well into, (laughs) you know, their late twenties and well into, or well into their thirties. And I still see them, you know, doing things and um, living life as if it were pretty much the same as much mm-hmm. as you could, like, kind of walk the borders of that. And I think uh, there really does come a respect factor that we have to have um, with the quarantine. And I think there's ways that, you know, we do have, we're not hostages, so we, you know, you can take <laughs> a walk around the block and then come back to your house. But I think there's that respect factor. And, um mm-hmm. And looking at it from that perspective. So I think that's good. And it sounds like you're having, um, you have a good outlook with that, but you're also providing grace for those who (laughs) might be pulling at your pet peeves. mm -hmm. I will say if I see one more celebrity that's like, oh my God, we're taking this so hard. Y'all need to stay at home while they have like a movie theater and three pools and a tiger. And I'm just like, stop. You know, you, you, you kind of have it big in your, you know, your house. So I'm in my two-bedroom apartment. I think I have a little bit, you know, smaller than you. So just chill out on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, you don't have three pools in your apartment? I only have two. Oh, oh you are so poor. Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh, that's destitute. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I think one thing that really kind of just hurts and sucks is that for a lot of people, definitely like my age who are 16 and 17 and um, it's just like we usually have a job like for me, like I, you know, I work at a restaurant and that job is a distraction for me. That's something, you know, where it just kind of keeps me busy. It keeps me thinking to where, you know, I'm not sitting at home alone 
all night. You know, I have something to go and think about. And right now, you know, a lot of people are losing that job and they're losing that, you know, willpower and that energy and that force that, you know, gets them out of bed. And, you know, I'm picking up a second job just because, you know, I, I just want to get out of the house. You know, I, I, it just, it kind of sucks. Cause I just, I want to get out of the house and I want to, you know, just get my hands dirty and work some and feel like I'm contributing somehow. And I'm doing some service to this, you know, society while also being safe with it and, you know, being, you know, trying to help people, you know, like, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It's like, what, what can I do to help the effort while also remaining safe? Um, and I think that is as much as um, I think Americans have wouldn't always recognize it. I think that's ingrained in the American culture. Like you mm-hmm. look at World War Two, and people help the war effort, right? And <laughs> they came together and they made their own gardens and they you know scrapped together what they could to like make clothing work or Mm -hmm. different things you know how can we help the war effort and i think right now our our enemy like we can't we can't shoot the virus you know but (laughs) (laughs) i mean i wish we could but we can't um but we can look at it like what can we do to help and i think yeah looking at you know what are services that we can do for the community so for you i know picking up the second job you are serving the community you're serving people who um are able you know like nurses and stuff they're able to go get a warm meal um at the restaurant you're going to be working at and that's a blessing to them that they can have that option because they are far too tired to go home and cook but they have the option hey i can go get some food but then you're helping as well with you know i'm i don't know do you guys have in like your procedure manual like like are you doing gloves and masks and stuff like that oh um, I just had orientation a couple of days ago and we wash our hands basically every 10 to 20 minutes, change our gloves, masks are coming in and, um, are actually, we're starting a program around next week where we will be delivering food to hospitals and essential workers who are, you know, in need and, you know, don't have time to come home or can't come home to cook a hot meal for their family or, you know, get something for themselves. And definitely I'm, you know, just really happy that I can actually help them. And um, another thing, you were talking about how, you know, you know, there was kind of an enemy in like World War II where they can look at it and they can fight it. Um, and when we do have an enemy, that makes us feel safer. Um, when all this coronavirus first started, people started looking at Asian Americans mm-hmm. and kind of demonizing them. And um, that's just something that was really nipped in the bud quick, I think, because of our society and our technology. But one thing we heard about was elementary schoolers were bullying Asian American kids because they were Asian American, and um, and because this did originate in Wuh- in Wuhan, China. And um, another thing in history is the Spanish flu was was not actually Spanish. It was um, it wasn't it wasn't actually like derived in Spain, and you know giving someone that enemy makes them feel safer inside because, you know, the hate and, you know, just the, I can point a finger at this person can just like make you feel more comfortable and just, you know, put a face on this scary, invisible thing, if you know what I mean. Mm. So how do you feel about that? Because I had heard about that and I was, I was really upset that, I mean, especially children being bullied, but I mean that, gosh, like, and these people have literally nothing to do with this virus. They weren't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> participating at all with it. 
Yeah, I feel like I just I feel bad because like I guess I feel any like stigma against any, you know, race, culture, sexual orientation is just it's just not good for anyone. It doesn't benefit anyone positive positively. And um it's just like it's just it hurts, you know, everyone and I just I feel like when they do demonize it and they do make it this big nasty thing, it just it just doesn't work. And, you know, if you look back in history where, you know, they actually did take Asian Americans and put them in concentration and put them in like concentration camps because we were fighting a war with some Asian countries. It's kind of just like, you know, you're pointing at the finger of yourself because, you know, these are people part of your nation, part of your country, and you want to demonize them like they're the enemy, which you really don't have an enemy at all in this situation. Mm. And I guess I feel really bad that, you know, definitely young children are affected by this. And yeah. Yeah. That made me really sad too. And that was something that I think that's a cool place where we can be the difference and we can be the change and we can stand up for those who uh, are being attacked, you know, and I think that's a mm-hmm. big opportunity that we have because we do have a voice. And so saying, hey, 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 stop. Like, that's not cool. Um, mm-hmm. Intervening and stepping in. It doesn't even have to be some giant, you know, like, we're tweeting up a storm or we're, like, screaming it out. But we can say, hey, like, dude, that's not his fault at all. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. And it's something as simple as that and a gesture like that and just nipping it in the bud, I think, is really mm-hmm. um, powerful. And I think that's an opportunity we have because... I mean, like, literally, you can attack anybody for anything. Mm -hmm. So, I think, um, those people who are, like, you know, being the bullies, like, there's something you could find about them that you could bully them with, and it's just, none of it's kindness, you know, we need to react in kindness, especially Mm -hmm. in times like this, so. Yeah, and I guess, I feel like that kindness, like, if you look at politics, and, um, you know, some politicians, I'm like, you know, thank you, you know, you are the reason we are democracy because you are the people who are helping everyone. And truly you are a representative for the people and you're in our best interests. And then I look at some other politicians who are using this for political gain or to start drama or to just be power hungry and kind of turn this into their own dictatorship. And I just, I'm just like, no, you know, I, you know, you're here for the people and the people who are helping us and who are reaching out and, setting up programs, getting vaccines. You know, you look at some states and like Washington State donated ventilators to New York because they recognize that while they are in need, they see other people who are also more in need and who need this more. And I think that was just beautiful because you see, um, because it's really easy for them to just say, no, we want this for our state. We want the best interest for us. But it's really the best interest for the country. And you, you see all these brave men and women who, um, you know, come in on hospital ships and set up shop and just start doing it. You know, my brother, he's in the U.S. Navy. He's a dental lab technician. Right now, he um, has been moved to a temporary station where he is working directly with fresh recruits in the military, working on coronavirus, getting stuff done, getting tests in, helping them out. Because, you know, that's where he's needed and that's where he knows he needs to be because he's here to serve the country. And that is in the best interest of our country. Yeah. Kind of one of those, you know, JFK's quote, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. 
I love that. Definitely. That's cool. That's cool. What else do you, what else is in, in your heart notes that you have for us today? Um, definitely just for me, I just, I've been taking this time to do a lot of self-reflection and just look at myself and say, what can I do better here? What am I doing wrong here? And just how can I really expand on my life? Because, you know, I look at my schoolwork and, you know, once you take the social aspect out of school, you can really kind of just focus on it and get it done. Because, you know, you're not in a classroom with, you know, five other people distracting you or a teacher who's just not really mean. It's just the raw material to where you can interpret it and learn it your own way. And, you know, being able to just sit down and, you know, just think, you know, what is my life right now? And like, how am, how should other people, how do I want other people to see me? And, uh, you know, a positive light, like, am I being too negative? Am I looking at life with a pessimistic or optimistic view? You know, it's just like, just trying to change, you know, better myself and, you know, read the Bible some and just, you know, kind of relate back to what Jesus did and, you know, kind of, you know, full circle, just, you know, bring it back into my life and just make myself a better person and self-reflect in this time. I love that. Yes. And amen, man. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's the hallelujah. Yeah, for sure. man. (laughs) Well, I think it's like, make it, make it, make you better, not better. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's good. So (laughs) that's awesome. And I think that's something that people need to do more because I think this is such a time and I liked what you said earlier, um, being vulnerable and sharing, like, yeah, I mean, sometimes there's days where you get up and you're like, is there really a point for me to get out of bed right now? Because, mm-hmm. and it, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? Yes, I have. You have? Okay, good. Bill Murray. <laughs> um, so in the, that was like one of my favorite movies growing up because it was just hilarious. And I liked when he stole the groundhog and like was yeah. driving the truck and like, <laughs> Um, but in a way, I think that's kind of like, we're all kind of feeling that right now. Like, Mm -hmm. and he, and in the movie had kind of fallen into this slump depression. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for us, it's not even to the fact like, oh, how do I like live this day perfectly that I make the perfect, you know, ice sculpture and do all the perfect things. But it's like, how can I live today still Mm -hmm. as a valuable day of my life and use it to its best when everything I see around me is kind of hard. And I was thinking about when the lights do come back on in the world and we come back into it, what do we want to share? Cause that's going to be, I think the number one thing. So what did you do? And that's going to be what your kids ask you. So what did you do during mm-hmm. that time? And I think it's for our own, you know, growth. It, we want to say, you know what? I, I worked on me. I worked on me mm-hmm. quite a bit and I got to know me a little bit more and I got to know God more and, mm-hmm. and that was good. Not, you know, I ate three yeah. cups of ice cream a day. <laughs> so. I still do, but. Well, that's okay. Too, we don't. So I got that lactose allergy. I can't do it. Oh, dang. Sucks. <laughs> but I definitely, I, I know when quarantine's over, there's so many people that I'm just going to run up to and give a big hug. And just say, hey, I really missed you. And I miss talking and just seeing you. Because FaceTime's one thing, but seeing someone in person and be able to just talk to them and, you know, be with them and, you know, maybe cuddle and watch a movie. And it's just like, 
it's definitely like I think we're all you know gonna be you know with each other and it's just kind of bring us closer together and um it's, it is gonna tear some people apart because some people are gonna realize you know this relationship is unhealthy for me you know looking back at it I'm happier now than when I was when I was in this relationship but then some people you know you don't know what you have until it's gone and definitely right now it's this is literally taking everything away from you because you know, you don't see those people. You don't get that church through. You don't get to go to school while you might hate school. You don't get to go to that class with that one person that you sit next to that always just makes you smile every day. And it's just like, you're just going to, I guess I know I miss those people. And I know as soon as I get out, I will be there for them. And I want to be there with them without putting them in danger and putting myself in danger. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to restrain yourself because well, we're not, you know, hostages, as you said. It is, you know, it is just unsafe to go be with those people and just not be there in a smart way. And, you know, you, as much as you want to and you want to just fall into that urge and be like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to go see with them and hang with them. You can't because you know it's just unsafe for you and that person. And it kind of just like, it kind of sucks for both of you. Yeah, I like what you said. Um, I kind of want to like piggyback on Mm -hmm. what you said about kind of looking at relationships even that were toxic yeah yeah that is really well said because i think we're all kind of getting um we're stepping out of our lives right and so Mm -hmm. we're kind of getting like a really clear view and i think it's i don't know like it's a good time to take that to god and say hey so what relationships do you like in my life and which ones (laughs) would you rather there not be (laughs) because (laughs) uh, it's a good time for him to clean house and then also that creates room for him to bring in new relationships and new things. And so um, he's doing a new thing. And I really see this right now as kind of like he's weeding out, you know, like it's like when you start a garden, you know, like mm-hmm. so he's weeding stuff out. He's weeding out people. He's planting seeds that, you know, you desire to have new relationships and that mm-hmm. hope of a new relationship. And then when we come out of this, we're going to start seeing that fruit. We're going to start seeing that um, grow and I think that's going to be really cool. But I think looking and just kind of taking a inventory of your life a little bit when even yeah. with relationships. So I think that's really, I, I like that thought. So mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah, definitely. It's just like you kind of want to turn everything positive because, you know, not everything's easy and is going to hurt when those weeds are taken out and when you lose people. But then you kind of just, you can take a step back and be like, hey, you know, my life is better without this person. As much as it hurts to say right now, you know, my life just is better without them. And I feel like maybe later in life we could get together. But right now, for me and this person, it's just not a good thing. And, you know, I just need to take a step back and just reflect on everything and, you know, find the people to, you know, I want to build relationships with who I might just be acquaintances with, but I want to be good friends with, you know? That's good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, any final thoughts for us here? Um, I mean, just stay positive and just kind of, and just keep a good outlook on everything. You know, this isn't forever. As much as it feels like it's forever, you know, we're on day 110, it feels like. And it's just like, it isn't forever. It's going to end. And when it does end, we'll be able to go back to our lives with a good perspective and a good view on it and just cherish everything that just was kind of taken away from us as much as it hurt but this is I feel like this is all just going to turn out good for us in the end and it's just going to help us reflect on a lot of things I 
Yes. Yep. Yep. Totally. <laughs> and I think we're going to cherish those relationships that withstood this storm a lot more. We're going to cherish those relationships with people that, um, you know, were... I think there's a lot of people who are at high risk all the time for getting a disease that we don't always mm-hmm. kind of um, consider in that way. Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I need to really like cherish this relationship with them more. And so I think this is a good yeah. opportunity for that. And yeah, I think we're going to come out of this um, thankful. I think we're going to have such a spirit of gratitude um, overall through the country. I mean, I think, it, I don't know if you felt the same way, but just like, when I, like, even will eat, like, my Trader Joe's TV dinner, I'm just, like, so thankful. I'm, like, I'm so happy I have food today. Yeah, definitely. And I, I know that in 20 years, we're going to be looking back on this, like, we survived corona together, you know? Like, we were able to get through this. We are survivors, you know? Yes, yes. We're all in this together. <laughs> Lord, high school musical. Well, that was it. My, so my best friend, the other day I was on FaceTime with her, and her wedding's getting uh all switched around and stuff and so we were like crying together and then she was like Callie we're in this together we're in this together and so like dancing and like yes we are and so it's getting all I don't know now she's getting married like in September or something so or August that's gonna happen but see it's all gonna work out as much as it sucks that you know prom is canceled and all this stuff is canceled you know, it is all going to work itself out. And while we did miss out or we, you know, miss out on these experiences now, we will have more in the future. We can't keep looking back on the past on what we miss, but looking forward to what we're going to have. But yeah, definitely. We just all have to have that positive outlook on Corona. I think that is a beautiful way to wrap up this podcast. So Elijah, thank you so much for sharing your heart, for wearing it on your sleeve and just for giving us some really positive perspective during this time. Mm-hmm. And um, some good pointers for people on how to really like take relationships seriously, but also get some good, good fruit out of it. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in to the Dear Sparrows podcast. If you have any questions, you have comments, anything else, please. Um, the lines are always open on Instagram and Twitter. I uh, would love to hear your input. Um, and thank you for being a valued listener. Have a blessed week.